live. All right, guys. So thanks for tuning in to another episode of Drinks and Dogs. Thanks to our brothers, Terry uh, Wolf, Take Mosley, for or for joining me. You know, I appreciate you guys for coming in. Um, the big thing for you know with the Drinks and Dog is essentially is it's meant to kind of bring in the the community of dog trainers. Uh, and you know, just have this positive experience for everybody, and also show different perspectives in the dog training world because you know we're all dog trainers. So we all kind of do things a little bit different. Um, so we have Tank Mosley, sir. You are. I don't. I can't even count the certifications that I think you have when it comes to decoy. Um, or like what 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 certs you guys have in there? But uh, I will get into that later. But you're also um, are you you're one of like the founders of like Off Leash Canine? Is that what is that what that is? Not one of the founders. Um, I've just been helping, kind of manage the company under the tutelage of Nick and Joe, and uh, you know I ran the interim program for our company for a long time. Location owner. Uh, I've been the head trainer for the company now. Actually, we just we wrap up our twelfth class that I've done uh, Wednesday. So, um, and just dog shit picker upper. Yeah, that's that's a. Uh... The, the job, uh, the, the glorious job of being a dog trainer in a dog training company. Uh, yeah, Jared, Jared, you have Wolfpack Canine. You just opened up this year, PSA uh, certified decoy. Uh, and then you're going to, you're obviously trying to title of Akuma, right? Uh, in 2018 yep. months? Um, no, I'm, I'm probably going to maybe show them in this fall. We'll see what happens. Nice. For the PDC. And I had a I got a PDC on my uh previous dog, uh, my pit bull. Uh, Ty. Yeah. The man. That's like I remember when we met him in like New York. I was like, Jared's like, well, he can't bite because his tail got hurt. And I was like, shit. And then fucking Jared uh, for me too, because we were sitting there. I don't know if Tank from the story, but we were sitting in Tom's place and we we're doing the decoy seminar part of our workshop. He's like, I'm just gonna do obedience by you. And yeah, Ty here who's literally just like vibrating like right next to me. And you're like, he's fine, he's not gonna get you. I'm wearing this fucking paper thin comp suit because I knew I had so many dogs. And he sat up next to me like, that didn't have a gauntlet on. I was like, well, this is gonna fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he bit really hard too. So that would have sucked. But at that he did around decoys as far as obedience goes. He was awesome. That was like one of my first like serious like experience with a bunch of like or a few like high level like you know um, psa dogs and like sport dogs that was pretty cool Ooh, so give us give us a rundown on wolfpack uh canine uh wolfpack canine we have uh we got a little bit of dog daycare here we have uh we have day training we have boarding and then we have boarding train as well nice the protection stuff i do i don't really do much in here that's more for like me to do on the sides with uh with my my club members. Do you guys do like any um any any bite work officially as like Wolfpack Canine or is that just like like separate like personal stuff? Yeah, well, once in a while I'll have a little training group come through. If it's like members of my club or just some of my buddies, that, you know, want to get some dog work. But I don't do much personal protection or anything like that. Nice. Uh, and Tank, do you, um, you guys do a lot of uh, protection work, or are you, um, what's which side? I mean, now you have like it's multifaceted business. Or what, uh, with off leash canine, do you guys do protection work in there? We offer it, but it's very, very minimal. 
very minimal on that side. Yeah. It seems like you do it a lot more, Mike. You're doing a lot of PP stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, so like, that's like one of the things that like I do over here is because, we, you know, California, we have such crazy gun laws and like all this other stuff. So like, the big thing for me, and like, obviously, it's always a liability, but you know, I'd, I'd rather have somebody have a very clear, you know, minded protection dog and be able to defend themselves, especially during crazy shit like this, um, than not. So, like, we kind of run the risk on it. I mean, we do, I would, I and mean, I would probably, I mean, I have a shit, I guess, I think I was telling you guys before that I have like a rock, uh, Roddy right now is a boarding train, he's a protection dog, um, that we're working with. Uh, and then we have like just dogs we bring in that go to other clients, uh, purchase them. So we probably do fuck, I mean, maybe one every couple months. But I have a large roster of clients that come in to work in general. Yeah, almost like a club day kind of deal, right? Yeah, the Wednesdays are the fun days, which is going to resume. I want to say next week on Wednesday, because all we have to do is we have this. We talked about like the, the setup of like where we're at. We're literally like we have like one room that they can just walk in that one, and like this is what like Santa Clara County suggested that we do, which is the county we're in. They can walk in that room. I can work their dog, and then they can walk out, and then they're you know they're good. And so we don't violate any of like their rules and stuff over here. Um, but I mean, like that's the one thing we're gonna start bringing back in because I got like the cool thing is I got a large variety of protection dogs. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's the issue you were having before when you were doing more like fight work in public and things like that. Oh yeah, man, we've we've been fucking we uh and like Campbell, that wasn't the issue. The issue with Campbell, we were over there when we got that first issue was we moved in into like this super nice neighborhood and we like got this like big black building and or we painted black, put our big signs on and you know I showed up and we have all the pits and stuff and that. They literally told us like, "Oh yeah, you guys are on a good look for the city, so yeah, like you're not gonna get your permit." <laughs> they told you you were on a good look for the city. In in a more let's say detailed way, or in a more like clever voice, said you bring property value down. <laughs> that was the word, and I was like, I don't know if to feel more insulted by that or whatever's going on, but that's what happened in Campbell, and then we went to Morgan Hill. And Morgan Hill is a, a smaller town. It's a little further south, but it's fucking like a, like it's it's like a super nice like upper class town. So like they they saw us getting in trouble with ABC News, and then they immediately were just like, nope, you gotta go. Bad look. And then that guy John Amos, who's the code enforcer over here, told me he's like, yeah, they're changing their code, but they're actually changing their code to get you guys out. So he's like, don't even bother doing a conditional use permit, which was like 10k. Like, don't even like, bother with it. Like, we're just gonna, they're just gonna boot you anyways. So then we ended up now in Gilroy, uh, which has been amazing to us uh, and extremely nice. You know, those guys have been fucking, I mean, this this city has taken care of us quite a bit. So now we're, we're finally home. <laughs> so it's, it's been a it's been a fun little journey over the past few years. So. Did, did that light fire into you when those guys told you you weren't welcome and that you weren't a good look? Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I was well. That, it was, at that time, we were battling a bunch of stuff. And like, with the thing like Jared asked too about the, the documentary. Like, we were filming that documentary for. See, that was five years. Ago. So we filmed it at that point for five years straight, and it was just the guys were just around because that's when Discovery Channel was still still had it. 
and they were just like we had literally in that one the actually you guys would probably fucking love the Campbell location because it was three three uh, separate training rooms in the front kind of similar to what you guys see like in our, our facility now like three of those rooms uh and a four bedroom house in the back and then a one acre like concrete like playground in the back so, like it was literally it was, just like the one that had the uh you had a little bit of agility type stuff outside yeah that was the one like if you saw the um like like the room clearing stuff or like it was it was it was probably like the most perfect property like i could ever like think about when it comes to like all the shit that we do because we like had a kitchen in there like, constantly cooking and stuff like that and we had just like we were working dogs in rooms doing room clearing stuff we had a kennel like indoor kennel ac we had a bunch of yards so we were private so we were completely enclosed we never got in trouble for doing bio work outside it was just the people complaining the funny part about it is that we painted the building, we hung the signs. We weren't even in there yet. Um, and then we got a call from one of the officer Jenkins, you know, one of the animal control guys I still talk to. And he's like, hey, uh, they're calling about dogs barking at your place. And I was like, there's no dogs there. He's <laughs> like, there's no dogs here yet. And they just they just lost their shit, so. And it is what it is. And Morgan Hill just happened because the fucking uh, ABC News got on because we that someone said that we were malice was beating up Lee, and then like that, like someone saw on the freeway, and they're like, "Oh yeah, the guys are abusing dogs." But luckily, we had the whole doc uh, documentary crew there, so we actually were able to pull video from the whole that whole session that day, and it was all timestamped because that's how they like they mark everything, and we sent it over to the news when they asked us, and they ended up airing it and like had all these like quote unquote dog credentials look at it and like, no, there's nothing going on, like. This is this is protection work, so but we ended up losing that, but now we're over here. But like that's all part that's gonna go into the new doc is or the additional stuff into the new documentary is gonna be all that stuff, plus me still being alive from not dying of cancer and all what we're doing now. So that's what's all going into the new documentary. Oh yeah. Hey well, with the, with the stuff going on in California and the strict gun laws, has your phone blown up for dogs? Dude it's ridiculous right now it's literally like i think we were talking about oh, we were talking about this offline but you know just in general like our normal dog training stuff is getting it's maintaining and building the same thing but for protection dogs it's ridiculous i talked to somebody probably i talked to maybe two people every day about that but we can't get dogs in i mean i have three dogs or no i have two dogs uh in ireland that need to come here uh, and they can't get shipment dates. Mm. So then we got, I got another six on the way. So we can't even get shipment dates on them. So it's just like waiting for them. And then now shipping in general is, I want to say three times the cost. So they fucking, it went from like 1100 or whatever it was to like now I'm buying, now my dogs that we purchased are even cheap, are cheaper than the freaking, the fucking like shipping. Wow. Or we have to fly to our, I think one of my buddy and one of the only, one of the only vendors I actually trust, he's like, hey, you want to watch to Chicago and pick up the dog and bring it back uh, to California? I'm like, it, the distance isn't there, buddy. Like, <laughs> like Chicago and California are not close. <laughs> Mike, you do board, you do board and train take homes, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we did for the longest time. We did boarding trains where 
we had him in the kennels uh and it just caused too many issues to where the areas that we were at especially out here in california and all the permits and stuff that you need um so we finally decided like screw it we're just gonna all the border trains come home with the trainers and we just have them that way and you know it limits the amount that we can do but we obviously like we put a lot more like it's just a lot more involved so we just had to like up the price tag and you know slap a bunch of other stuff on it so now it, it works out even better i think but we're we're fucking busy as shit right now you guys do uh, tank that's what you guys do too right yeah we we do take homes um you know it's a benefit to our program the dogs being with us 24 7 um safety and care of the dog is number one priority obviously um you know so and i understand that some some locations uh, and companies uh, don't have that luxury um i remember you know my first couple of years with the company living in a uh in a condo trying to make it work and obviously we did but it was a struggle man it was hard um and then you move into a house and the dogs are in the basement and it's a it's a 24 7 lifestyle but when they're living in the basement it's really 24 7. like there's no turning them off and, and stuff like that so um now i'm kind of set up i got a nice setup i got uh 12 acres and um i got a separate house like a mom-in-law suite they call them it's like a it's like the probably the half the size of a normal house but it's got four bedrooms and like a little kitchen for a mom uh, like literally a mother-in-law yeah and uh, we we converted that into kennels and um it's it's super nice having the dogs with you 24 7 like you know i got monitors on them i can see them at all times but i can literally walk out my door and i'm in my kennel house um and it just makes things super easy yeah right now i'm the one that's living in the basement right i love i love the basement over here turn into a studio apartment so i live right below my shop so you're you're literally in care 24 7 over there yep i got a little i got a bed a couch big ass tv got my your setup's good though man i remember you no, it's just, uh, i got the washer dryer i got a refrigerator a bunch of other stuff so i eat a lot of things they like what like one of like the first times like i facetimed with you i was like we you like you gave me the tour i was like damn dude because like, oh. like that, was, that shit's fucking dope I, I i lived in my office for a little while like after i initially, initially got like divorced or whatever and i took the home like I, I lived in like this little like like my this tiny little office with like all the dogs we had and like that's when we had like the rescue the free dogs foundation and it was the they just started like train like the like i guess they just blew down a building next to us so we had like a bunch of rats everywhere and i'm just like like fuck, i'm trying to fucking sleep dogs are barking because the rats are running i'm like we gotta <laughs> I, just gotta, I just gotta fucking go so like we ended up like I ended up having to tell Aaron, I was like, man, I was like, I'm going to lose my fucking mind if I end up staying here any longer because it's dogs nonstop. But fucking, I like your, I like your setup. Your setup's dope, man. That's just sick. Yeah, it works. I can't hear anything from the kennel. So That's sick. It works out. The kennel's in the whole other side of the building. This place is you, pretty big. You have, an outdoor, you have an outdoor side yard too, right? Yeah. I got, it's, it's not huge or anything, but it's decent sized. Get the dogs outside. We got a rail trail out back in here. You walk all the boarding dogs on. Nice. Behind that, yeah. we got a pretty, pretty decent sized field, which is where you see all those videos of me and Akuma doing obedience and whatnot. So this setup's pretty dope. And then the, 
here is is like one of the main roads, you know, where I live, 28. So lucked out with this location. It was tough getting. It was tough, you know, with the planning board and everything. Like you were talking about earlier. One of the toughest things I think is, you know, getting going is is getting approved by the town, things like that. So lucked out. Yeah, that's like one. Is that initially where you guys are at, Tank? Like with zoning and everything like that, with like the businesses and stuff. I wouldn't say it's difficult. I mean, it's definitely uh, not super easy, but uh, it's probably harder. It's probably harder to throw up a structure for the dogs than it is to actually get a kennel license. Oh, okay. like permits, like building it and everything. Yeah. So I was. You know, I when I found this property, or when my realtor found this property, um, which she's a former client of mine, so she understood and had been, you know, following me on social media and knew what we do, the ins and outs and stuff like that. So when she found it, like she knew she struck gold with this place. I mean, it's got a nice. it's got a small pond in the back that's bean shaped, so during the summertime, you know, uh, we can get the dogs back there. It's got several different like um, fields that are sectioned off and, and fenced off. So a uh, great place for recall and lure coursing and stuff like that. Um, so and we just, we got lucky when we found this place. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's definitely a, a nice place to be at. That's for sure. That's dope, man. That's one of like the things that like, I always wish, like, cause like living in Cali, like it's, it's always, everything's so condensed and, everything's a bunch of bullshit all the time and everything's a billion dollars for literally like nothing and dealing with bullshit that's like we, we've even been talking about it i remember we were going to move out to well i have a five-year-old i was, I was, gonna tell her, I was like man I was like, if i had like full-time customers like my kid i was like i would i would get the fuck out of california immediately because i mean like you know i guess no andy krueger but yeah i was talking to him he's going to be on the guest on this too and then i was even talking to my buddy over at um what do you call it? Uh, Mayday uh, Canine, and even him, like, like they have like you know ponds in the back, all this other stuff. Not a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, Andy Kruger, his spot is sick, man. Dude, it's so sick. The dog Oasis, right? Yeah. Oasis. Yeah. I was talking to him not too long ago. I'm like, I want to come out and visit, train some, work some dogs. Where's he at? I think he's in uh, Cleveland, right? Ohio. 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 Yeah. yeah. I thought he was in Jersey. <laughs> oh, you're enjoying that shit looks like a five-star freaking people resort like i yeah. want to go and hang out just a vacation there i know that's what i told him when i first hit him up i was like dude i was like hey um so uh can i come out and like work some dogs and like hang out over there like whatever like that he's like, dude, he's like come down he's like he's like because i wanted some of my dogs i need i want to get some leg stuff on and i'll learn more of that he's like you just have to work the bicep dogs i want work i was like fucking thumbs up dude it's like we, we don't we don't have that shit over here i think like the closest thing i have to that here is a uh, gold coast and they're you know four or five hours away but that place is fucking working on disneyland that place looks crazy dude it's oh it's nothing like in the dog world that i've ever seen that has what they have as far yeah, as the pictures it's the best one i've ever seen it's yeah they have, a, they have a fucking container that does um their sound inoculation shit like they, they control with like an ipad 
and have a container that uh, some studio built for them to where if they push like all right flashbang it gives it gives the percussion of the flashbang the sound of it and then they just add the light so it's as close to the real thing as possible Shut up. and the, the same thing with fucking uh gun, like like gunshots all that other stuff like the container that they have for that is ridiculous it's probably like, gnarly as good. like and obviously we're talking about it here but I'm, they definitely have paid me to promote this too but like that's it's fucking it's uh it's crazy as fuck how'd, how'd you line up that breathing with dude uh Rodney Jr., um, Rodney, who basically runs that thing, he he contacted Aaron because Aaron used to run Working Dogs of Instagram, um, and she contacted them. She contacted them, and they, or he contacted her or something like that about whatever. And then she put me in with him, and I started talking to started talking to uh, Rodney, and he showed up at the facility, and I was working six, um, who's the mother of Ozzy, Gary, all the fucking gnarly dogs that came from that litter. Uh, and we were working, and he was just like, I asked him what I was like, I was like well, because I knew, I didn't know that Hans had sold Devil yet, because I was asking Hans for, like, basically, like, some form, like, like the semen or whatever for him. Yeah. And then he was just like, no, we got him. He's like, you know, if you want to breed him, breed him. Like, he really, just come down, work some dogs, and we'll do it. So I think we drove down the next time Six was in heat. I, we, me, Lee, and my old uh, general manager at the time, we worked a bunch of dogs. I worked Devil. He fucking destroyed my legs and caught in a cop suit. Fucking, in a like, cop suit? Dude, we did a, there's a video that's like way back like in my, in my history. And I did like the typical KMPV, you know, front bicep bite, you know, all of a sudden turn, going to transport, leg bite. I'm like, all right, bicep wasn't like super horrible. And then that's right. The KMPV, they do the guard from behind, behind the side. My the back of my leg was fucked up for weeks. Like, I don't bruise ever. I think big, like, black, purple bruising across the back of my leg. That shit was fucked up. Well, that, that's how I ended up getting my puppy. I worked his father, Ryu, and my whole entire bicep was purple afterwards. Just like purple wash, and I had I still had tie at that point in time, so I was like, you know, if I get a mal, I want one of these. Yeah, I get one of those monsters. That's the one. That's the cool thing about like Gore um, about a devil is that uh, one thing with him is I, I think he always he doesn't necessarily just reproduce himself. He reproduces better versions of himself. Like even like uh, we even talked about this earlier about it possibly a dog eating flesh he has a son named goro who is in las vegas pd and the dog distracted somebody from underneath the bed but he actually countered took off flesh ate the flesh in the bite <laughs> countered again did the same thing they got the dog off of the person and there was a shark shaped bite with no flesh on this person oh <laughs> <laughs> hey, play stupid games, win that's stupid prizes. Dude, it's just, it's just fucking wild, man. Like that, I mean, that's one of the cool things about him, though, is that he has that. I mean, Nero, uh, who's in Hunt Manahan Beach now, and like that's the dog I was super interested in. Tony, Tommy, all these things, all the shit that like Hans has is, you know, especially like the the ones that excel are pretty pretty fucking awesome. I mean, shit, I got a garage full of either devil dogs or devil grandsons, so. 
yep. shit works out. So take, uh, I know you're you're heavily involved in multiple different bite sports. What uh can you can you give me some clarification as far as all the certifications that you have, sir? I know you have a lot. Um well, I mean the one that I'm most proud of is probably uh certifying with the APBDA. Um I flew out to St. Louis. I met my buddy Ben Davison out there. Um, and we, I think there were 18 or 19 of us that attempted certification. I think that they, three of us, three of us passed that weekend. Um, and one was, so three passed with one being on probation. So basically two and one on probation going out. And uh, it was, it was really hard, man, because I've, I've been decoying since, um, October. So this October will be three years. Um, but depending on who you talk to, uh, they either say I've been doing it for a little time or they know the amount of dogs I work. So they know how long I've been doing it. Um, and it was crazy because I was getting into a lot of police work prior to going out to the certification. So I had to unlearn everything to learn the certification uh just like when i went down to florida and, me, and met uh jason davis for the week to learn some french wing french ring stuff um i completely had to unlearn everything i knew to spend time with jason which was phenomenal uh if anybody has a chance to get down and work with him i highly recommend it because he's uh he's an outstanding decoy but he's a hell of an instructor um and I just, I learned so much from them, but, um, APBDA, um, you know, I got selected to be, uh, uh, an actual decoy instructor through, uh, the high risk deployment, um, series. Um, I'm a decoy instructor through Virginia police canine association, uh, which was really big for us civilian decoys here in the state of Virginia, because prior to me, um, there was only one other guy, one other civilian that had, that, that was doing that. Um, nice. so, um, I'm certified through, um, iron dog with Paul Ludwig, uh, which is near and dear to my heart, uh, with, uh, as much police can I work as he does. Uh, anytime he's got seminars, um, you know, I get to work with him. Um, honestly, the, I'm missing, I'm missing a PSA certification. Just honestly, the things with the way the stars have lined up, I just haven't been able to get one. Uh, I planned on it at the end of last year or the beginning of this year. And then obviously 2020 has smacked us all in the face and things have been thrown off. So, um, you know, my thing is minus take away all the certifications. I just love working with many people that I can work with. Um, you know, and, and I'm honored to be on here with you guys because you two that I want to definitely work with. Um, definitely. But, you know, in February, Mike and I spent a week with Bob Salamini. Uh, so when we're not training, come sit place with pet dogs, we're traveling and working with as many people as we can. So uh, I think that's the coolest thing about what you're doing with this and some of the things that I do with Treadmill Talk is bringing guys together, women together. Um and just letting people know that all you got to do is reach out, introduce yourself, uh, ask to work with somebody. And there's so many people that are just willing to 
feed you with a fire hose of information if yeah. you're willing to listen and be loyal and you know uh the old saying god gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason if you if you apply that there's a lot of people that want to share that information with you oh yeah that's so, like and that's one of like the cool things about like especially like you know with drinks and dollars treadmill talking like now like the cool thing i see is like everyone's doing like lives now right like everyone's on lives talking to people and i think that's one of like the coolest things i've seen like in dog training recently besides like the development that we've been you know that of progression of dog training in general is that like now like dog trainers are actually talking to each other versus talking about each other <laughs> what uh, Ooh, that's <laughs> <a good one. laughs> so like, i think like that's that like, works like, the, <laughs> the networking through social media is definitely huge like me and mike got to work together and work some dogs one time and he lives in california and i'm out here and you know uh, New Hampshire, Southern New Hampshire. So just for and us like that. And I love working with new people so I can get some, some new energy, some new tactics, steal some of the steal a little bit of this, steal a little bit of that, like I talked about with you. Like I like watching different decoys work so I can say, okay, I like the way, you know, that, that looks pretty cool. I should, you know, I want to try that out. Put that in my bag of tricks. Yep. So I love being around. I I, I always have like the martial arts kind of viewpoint. And Mike, I know you used to train too. Yeah. Taking all these different little things from different trainers just to make your own little style. So that's a big part of my the way I train dogs and the way I decoy as well. Oh yeah. That's fucking, I, that, I think like that's one of like the coolest like thought process to have like in dog training is that, you know, there, I, I was like, I tell my guys like, there's no perfect. It's only, it's only like progression. That's only learning. That's only doing the same things. Like yeah. even with us, like we've changed our style multiple times. Like now I, I got a bunch of new shit that I do with like in decoying. Like I'm, I've been, we've been working on with dogs, like just building up on that. So there's like tons of new things that we're adding to like the seminars that we're doing now. And then like now I'm starting to book as far as like just body movement. I, I'm teaching on Sunday. I'm doing a Zoom class for my buddies in Memphis about body movement, but I'm going to treat it like a jiu-jitsu class as far as like when you're doing decoy work, like all the ground stuff. So I like that. I think like that's one of the coolest things about like Star Trek in general, just continuous expansion of knowledge and understanding. Because we only get better, you know. Yep, for sure. Uh, you went to Sean Edwards. You got because he's in the jiu-jitsu. You got a little. You got belted, right? Me or no? No, I um, I did. I went to Sean Edwards. Um, I think I was probably either the first or second series that he did. Um, man, let me tell you, that guy and his wife, Janet, are freaking phenomenal. Like, yeah. the, the, the you talk about the ability to instruct. Like, people can talk about what they're doing, but it's different when they're instructing. And if somebody can instruct and they can teach a variety, a variety of uh, people in an audience, a similar understanding, and they can reach everybody that's listening. And when I went to that class, man, I left there with just, I was on cloud nine. I was like, man, I learned so much this weekend. And it's one of those guys where, um, you know, even after the, even after the course, you know, we can we can send videos to them and have them diagnose things or uh, break it down. And um, and I know I think he's back to doing those and, and actually doing some Brazilian jiu jitsu as well. And um, 
it's a one-two punch with them, no pun intended. Like, you have Sean that can decoy his butt off. You have Janet that can just train her butt off. Like, it's – I mean, you get the best of both worlds. Dude, that's awesome. That's dope. That's, really like, like, that's nice. So, I know he's a, he's a, he's a Deadpool decoy, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, and Janet, Janet's got a uh, – she's got a PS I'm – not, I'm not sure who – who owned the, uh, it's the grandfather of my dog. I think, yeah, I think Janet owned him too, I believe. And then she has my dog's uncle as well as a PSA three, I think. I think both those dogs have PSA three. Yeah, I believe so. I think she's got two threes. Yeah, so it's, yeah, so she's got two two dogs and my dog's, uh, you know, bloodline. But yeah, nice. she's really, really good. Her dog, her dog Danny is my dog's father's, uh, brother, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. What 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 lines are they? At? What I mean, say the funny like this is a funny conversation I have with everybody too because everyone talks about like bloodlines and genetics and everything, but like there's it's funny because like each sport has like their own specific bloodlines that they carry like that they want and need for that, and like my first like exposure to like a a dog who was like bred necessarily for PSA is one of Cass's dogs, John's dogs. And I was like, dude, was like, the dog's a fucking psychopath. Like, <laughs> like I was like, it's, it was a Darren, it was Jake Face's dog. And I was working him in uh, Minneapolis. And I was like, dude, was like, that motherfucker can go like all day long. And like, we were working, I think we were working legs at that time or day. Like, I was like, dude, was like, that shit's fucking crazy as fuck, man. Like, this guy's just going crazy. Like, the dog was just there. Because before, uh, when I started decoying, this is when I was still fighting, um, I started in IPO. So like I started in Schutzen and like in Schutzen, like the, you know, things are completely different. You're looking for a lot of different things. And then like, you know, I worked a bunch of like giant shepherds, Roddies, you know, Dobies, they would come in or when we would get a fucking Dobie, they would come in and you would, I was the helper. So I would just do that. And then, you know, years later went into, you know, law enforcement work and then started doing, went into like now more sport and suit. But yeah, that's oh, yeah. like John's dog was the first ones I saw like in PSA that I was like, God damn, dude! Like, what's yeah, the first the dog that they get running around, around here? <laughs> there has to be better ways of improving the tactics in which dog fights. Like, and you can teach them because they are associative-based learners. You have to be able to. There has to be something. So then I just started thinking, like, okay, cool. Like, went from there. But my fucking, I think like the first time I got bit by a dog in a suit, I was hiding under a trailer doing like this fucking extraction thing, and I just remember sitting there and like. Because my first experience getting bit without it, like the big puppy, like, you know, shits in the sleeves. I was like, dude, I was like, well, that fucking hurt. So this is going to be going to hurt fucking pretty bad, too. So <laughs> I, just, I remember just sitting there thinking, like, gonna suck, gonna suck. Okay, whatever. Don't be a bitch. And then fucking dog came in and got me. And I was like, oh, that wasn't that bad. I was, it wasn't bad at all. And then. Then I learned at that point I got set up for failure with the <laughs> so it was I was like all right cool but now so that's also what I do now to my that apprentices that Roddy was that Roddy bite was some hazing which one the Roddy bite the Roddy bite was some hazing situation oh yeah now that's why I fuck with all my apprentices all every apprentice and you can ask Matt and Lee about this I put them through fucking hell there's literally like because I because one thing too like one thing I'm grateful for that I did get that was that. I was like, all right, I can do this. Let's keep going. And it just increased my willingness to want to do things more and want to get better at it and be like, 
that's basically not be a bit. So like I started learning that way and then I just kind of kept going and that's why I do it to my guys now. I make sure my guys are ready to work, you know, no matter what day it is, no matter what they got to go, where they got to go. So I, I just, I make sure that they, then I don't make them do a, essentially live bites with leather gauntlets on, but uh, I, with dogs, you will break your arm. But um, I, I definitely put them through hell to make sure that they're ready to go. But that was fucking, I can't even imagine. That was shit. That was like, I'm 36 now. That was 14 years ago, 15 years ago. Wow. Yeah. I'm talking. That was that was a long time, but it's what lots lots has changed since then. What uh, what about you? What about you guys? What's the first bite you guys took? Uh, it was uh, this PSA three dog, a guy I previously worked for, Steve Roberts. This dog Fosco. At at that point, I wasn't really looking to like do a. I didn't even know what bite sports was. I was just a kennel tech working kennels. Just uh, walking dogs and stuff like that. And uh, I went into it with the mindset where I'm just going to get bit by a dog. You know what I mean? I wasn't like, I'm going to work this dog. It was like, this dog's going to fuck me up. <laughs> so uh, the dog bit me. And he, was, he turned around. He was going to send him back at me. I had the suit off already. Oh, shit. <laughs> turned around like, oh, I'm good. I'm good with this. And I started getting into it with Ty, and I was like, you know, I'm going to sit back and watch how decoys move for a little while before I get bit again. I wanted to see the mechanics of it so I could figure out, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing. Besides staying there, just getting mauled. But he he banged me up pretty good. I had a nice big, nice big uh, strawberry on my, on my bicep for a while. So I, I sat back for like two months, and I started get, getting uh, working dogs from there. Nice. What about you, Tank? Uh, I can tell you the exact moment, the time, the dog, everything. So Joey Morris, uh, he, from Alpha Canine at the time, or Alpha Training Center at the time from Georgia, came up, and uh, he had sold a demo dog to one of my buddies, and he brought his personal dog, uh, Dexter, which is a ninety-one pound, um, solid black, um, just a a lichen looking guy that just if he looked at you it looked like he was still in your soul man and just the coolest dog ever and at the time i was almost 400 pounds 394 pounds at my heaviest and uh he said hey you want to take a bite and i'm like you know what it's it's yeah it's probably good that i feel what could potentially happen and i was so big that i couldn't even get the suit top his biggest suit top buckled and so i had to take a tricep bite with the suit top open and the moment I took a concept bite, I just, I fell in love with it, man. And it, and it, it just changed my life for multiple reasons. And um, I was in the front yard of my buddy who had bought this dog and he was getting demoed at the time. And uh, he still has that, that, uh, that Malinois uh, D2, Joey Zotzelberger and Kelly has D2. And um, I get to work him often. So it's kind of come full circle, but um I, I, number one, I was embarrassed because I couldn't even fit into equipment, but I loved it so much. I said, you know what? Um, if this is something I'm going to do, I'm going to a have to get in shape so I can give the best to the dogs. And number two, I'm going to have to have my own equipment because I can't just slide into some skinny guy's pants and suit top. So, uh, you know, that's when everything started to change. And that was October will be three years. And, um, you know, I've been all over the country working dogs and, it's completely changed my life and and uh my mission is to 
to give back to as many guys working the street as possible by sacrificing my body to make sure that uh, their dogs know what to do and when to do it and that they don't fail them. And, uh, you know, luckily I've been uh, fortunate to hook up with the right people and work some of the best dogs around the country. And uh, hopefully we get to reach out to a lot more. So. Love that. It's awesome. I actually have a, I'm setting something up here um, that I'm going to hit you guys up here pretty soon, but it's going to be pretty, it's going to be, it's going to be, I'll give you guys an example. It's going to be either in a laser tag arena or it's going to be in a, a very giant bar um, and it will involve law enforcement dogs and multiple decoys. So you guys will get the call for that one. <laughs> Sign me up. I'm in. Dude, the funny story is like, uh, just because like you said about like not being able to fit in the suit. So when I went down to Gold Coast, I was I was much larger, um, and Ronnie, Ronnie at the time was like, hey, like you don't need a suit. Like I got you. Like so I ended up bringing one of my suits. Just, that's how I ended up in the comp suit when I was talking about Devil. Um, I ended up bringing my suit just to make sure. So like I couldn't fit into one of their suits. Like the their biggest suit, I cannot fit into. And like they had me, they were like walking up this hill, and they're like, you're out of shape. I was like. I'm out of shape, but like I just can't walk up the hill because I can't fucking move in the suit. <laughs> like it's like my legs couldn't bend as I was walking up the hill. So we get up there, and I think it was like Lee and I, and um, they send the dog up, and you gotta slide down the hill. So he was just like, "He's like, who's going first?" Is like, "Fuck you, I'm going first. Send the goddamn dog." Like, because <laughs> I gotta get the fuck down this fucking hill in this stupid ass suit so I can get my own suit on. And then he ended up sending the dog in. And because I couldn't like I couldn't like brace my legs on the edge, like I had to like do this weird like half squat thing. I couldn't move my legs. I ended up like falling down the hill down the wrong spot, and like, I thought like I broke my leg for a second. I was like, "Fuck!" So I just ended up springing my spring my ankle. But that's how I ended up in the comp suit when I bit when the devil bit me. Because like that, that was no, no, I was in their their training suits because they were like oh. training or semi training. But I oh, didn't yeah. have to put my comp suit on because I was like I couldn't fit into their suit. So I was like, dude, I was like, fuck. I was like, all right, I got to wear this thing. And that's how my leg ended up being destroyed for weeks. Mm. I was so much fun at that part. You know, right. we were, uh, earlier you asked me about my certificates and, and I talked about the APPDA um, certification. When we were in St. Louis, I think it was probably the first two hours into the morning of day one when I'm unlearning everything to learn everything. And we wind up doing some, um, like, um, it's the, it's like the, it's pretty much the dog's back tied. Three guys walk up. The fourth guy comes from the, to, uh, from the center and, um, it's a, it's a hidden sleeve bite. And we wind up having this big pity on the back tie and, and, um, I'm taking a bite on this hidden sleeve and. It's one of the hidden sleeves that has the laces that come down the center. And um, I take the bite and I, I push in so he can regrip. And when he does, his front canine goes right through the laces. And so I'm like, yep, he's in my skin. And the guys are like, you want to take him off? I'm like, no, I need to finish this so I can get, you know, the amount of work that I need so that I understand what happened. So. He wound up going into my forearm, and uh, Ben, who I told you who met me out there, 
after the first day of, of uh, training, we go to Walmart and we start buying all these stuff. So we go back to the hotel and he doctors me up and pretty much put um, butterfly band-aids and super glue. So the whole next day when we insert, all I did was double gauntlet up and uh, we ran through the certification and uh, we wound up passing. But um, it was one of those things where it was like, man, you got to be kidding me in the first two hours, really? And so <laughs> everybody kept checking all man. I'm like, listen, I'm good. Just let's roll with it. So uh, that was one of those things where it's like, really? I think I messaged you about that. I think you posted like either you posted a picture or something like that. And I was like, I think I messaged you. Yeah. Like, you good? <laughs> it's fucking uh, Ozzy just went through Kevlar and then this new special fabric thing that we're working on. So that's been fun. I don't really. Man, you're 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 really you're really uh, setting the bar with uh, the Ray Allen stuff. Um, yeah. How's that going? Dude, so I actually have like, I have like a bunch of projects <laughs> right now with them. Uh, we have a leather puppy sleeve that we're doing. Um, and, and Matt's probably gonna kill me for saying this, but we just the new suit because Ozzy breaks through everything. Uh, he's broken Kevlar sleeves. He's punctured them. Uh, Syntec. He's punctured them. He's. I mean, you name it. The fucking dog has gone through it within days, not months, like days. Uh, we have like a special fabric thing. Uh, that's like stab and puncture proof got through that uh and you know he's the other reason why we've developed the the you know primal canine gauntlets um through them so we have those ones which i for me like i think those are amazing uh there's a upper body system there's forearm bicep and then there's leg that's coming out next so we have that that system and then if you look or the last video i posted with zilla uh, i'm working in the new clothing that we're going to do for the incog system because we did the we did the incog uh we did the incog uh, pouches the one that goes in like your hoodie and your pocket so we did that but we're going to turn that into a clothing line and this is actually the first time i think i'm talking about it live on here is that it's actually going to be its own uh its own dog training clothing line that's going to be hitting our basically compartments throughout the clothing that allows people, especially people who do sport or just want to practice on like generalization and proofing of behavior to wear something that they're going to wear every single day. So you don't have to wear a skirt or, you know, or a freaking vest or just an apron. Like you can just wear cool clothing that you can. Yeah. So you sent me some pictures. I can't wait for that to come out. And look, good. it's sick, man. The last, so I have the t shirts. Um, I think they're going to be done today, um, the prototypes. And then I just, Proof the last uh, set, so that's going out to Ray Allen tomorrow or tonight. Um, and then we have, I have a bunch of other, uh, there's a lot of little secret projects coming on right now, but we're trying to, you know, my goal, especially like, you know, even with like drinks and dogs that I was mentioning, my goal is to, you know, kind of progress, help the industry progress a little bit and help other people out and make sure that they're, they're having the stuff that they need for training. So I mean, like, that's going to be the cool in it. Shit, I'm wearing one like the fucking, the, the shorts that we're designing right now. <laughs> Nice. But yeah, no, there's the Rayala stuff's gonna be cool, man. They, my, pockets, my pockets always have dog food lined with them. Always. My pouches and my hoodies. Yep. I wear fan I will wear like a fanny pack. Sometimes I'll put a sometimes it's too hot for a for a vest, you know what I mean? So if you just have be nice. Yeah, yeah, I mean the the skirt or the, the skirt or a vest can get really hot, so Hell yeah. 
I got I got tank tops on the way too. I have some sitting downstairs. <laughs> nice. But yeah, no, we have we're working on a lot, man. I really like the you know, shout out to Matt Wilson. Um, but I mean there once he contacted me a couple years back, I mean the first project we worked on was the suit. So Jared, you actually saw prototype one of yeah. that of that suit in New York and I fucking I put that that suit through fucking hell. Like I literally that was, worked that was the, yellow, the yellow and black suit, right? Yep. Uh, fucking worked every day in that suit. Went to New York five days after I got that suit. Uh either Reese or Pharaoh punctured the suit. <laughs> yeah. And Either one, dude, and then I went to uh, after that, I went to Colorado to Ray Allen, worked the suit in the snow, and then I was in Memphis, and then I came home, worked the suit, and then I, or, no, I actually had to leave the fucking suit in Colorado because the inside of the suit was just completely gone from like how much shit we've done in it. But that was also when we were working on the original prototype of the, the Primal Cannon Gauntlets, which is like two years ago. Wow. Because, I mean, that's when I saw you, right? Like, two years ago, I think? You, eight, yeah, about two years ago. Yeah, so, like, that's right then when we started doing yeah, that. Yeah, actually, that was about two years ago. Yeah, so we've been, that reality, we fucking, damn, that's, I, I have one, I have P1, P2, and P3, so we've done all three of them, and, like, the last one that we've had, dude, I put that, that I put those suits through the fucking ringer. They've seen, they've seen every, <laughs> they've seen everything, especially, and that's like the cool thing, like take what you're saying about APPDA. When I went to Memphis, that's like a huge thing there for them. So like yeah. that was like when I was working dogs and like that suits, like they don't have like the foundation bites that like I teach or they like I'm always typically used to as far as like, you know, presentation. So learning their presentation, I, and Ty, I talked to Ty Nero um, and Ty's gonna be on the, on the drinks and dogs as well. Uh, nice. Probably like next month or something. But, um, I was like talking to him, talking to like those guys, and like talking about foundation bites, and that was like one of the cool. That was one of the funnier things. Like when I was wearing that, I think it was either the black and yellow suit, or no, it was my, it was the prototype two suit, which was still the same thinness. And I got a fucking. He's like, all right, this is the presentation that they give, and a hand dropped, right hand came up, and then the dog took fucking thigh, and I didn't have any leg gauntlets on, and it was a bully dog. I I was like, you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was talking about that stuff, about that the other day with Josh about how the pits they have they're pinchy as hell, dude. Pinchy I, as hell, the way their mouth is. So they, I'd they rather feel like my arm's gonna break or my bone's gonna break versus you're ripping my skin off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pinch is the worst. That's how that's how tie bit. Nice. You yeah, have scars all over my my buddy's arm. You, you get the pit, the pitties that will pinch, the mouths that will swallow you, and you got the band dogs like from the misfit guys out here in Maryland that will just—they're eating your entire body. <laughs> I've never worked their dogs. I've Dude, seen, I've seen. Let them. me tell you, look, I've got scars on the inside of my underarm from where their entire, like, just the entire shoulder is in their mouth, and it's—they're hundred pounds. They're, yeah, they're absolutely nice phenomenal. And the crazy part is, I think they have five, it's either four or five from the same litter that is just absolutely phenomenal. And uh, 
I can't say enough about those guys, the amount of work that they put into their dogs, but the level that the dogs are at, the amount of control, but the absolute savageness of these dogs is unbelievable. And I think it's Black Doug, Luca Brazi, Kickball, um, Zero. So it's either four or five. Yeah, the, the father dog is uh, Chopper, right? Yeah, so it's, it's, yeah, James they're all dog, right? Chopper. It's one of James's James dogs that passed away. Chopper. James Guillory, yeah. Yeah. Dude, so funny story. I'm not sure if Misfit and um, Stone Grove bullies are together. The the Stone Grove dogs, because I know James is part of them. I work. I worked a wash, one of their washes in fucking in Memphis. And it was a young ass dog named Bruja. And I was like, all right, fuck. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm in my mind already. Like when someone says this is their wash, I'm like, all right, cool. Like I gotta like scale it down, figure out. It's like, no, he's on, on she's on a suit. It's all good. Like, you're be fine. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. Tack her on. We're not gonna send her. I was I now I I've literally I hit up I hit them up the literally the hour after because I worked the, their their wash. I was like, this is your fucking wash? Like the dog, like I've never met. I mean, besides Dozer, which I think Dozer, I don't know if you guys seen him, one of our guys. Um, I've never seen a bully of that capability of crushing, digging full grips, trying to essentially like just engulf your whole arm with their mouth. And, and with that much, like no prep to it, no agitation, the word came on, put them on, and they just started working. And I was like, dude, that's your fucking watch. It's like, sign me up for the next fucking letter. I was like, <laughs> I need, I need James, James, James has also got um, Slick, a pimp, a pimp named Slickback, and uh, yep. I think Matt Rogers has one of his. Yeah, he's got a son of him. And uh, at six months old, he was swallowing a suit. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a nice dog to watch grow up, and uh, it's even Slick. Man, Slick is fun to work, and you talk about trying to hurt you. Like, nice. it's incredible. I'm gonna be yeah. looking for a PSA pit bull, probably in about a year. I'm gonna go round two with the pit bulls. In the, nice. Uh, oh, is there any pities in? Any pities in PSA right now? Uh there's a couple. Well, Hazel, I know I worked her. Who is it? She's in LA, but I don't know if anyone else. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. Hazel, right? Yeah, she looks like a dog. He's gone, dude. He's up there with, uh, he's with uh, Advanced K9, right? Yeah, I think she's, yeah, Alicia, she's out there. Yep. Oh, yeah, that looks like a nice dog. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't know why I'm talking my head. I know, because a lot a lot of the pits are in, are in APPGA, you know? What Team No Fear, um, I don't know, I forgot the guy's name. I know he has that dog, Aussie. Play. Uh, is that, they're in PSA, right? He did. He's got a PDC with his uh, with his pet. Mm -hmm. That dog looks like a fucking hammer too. Yeah. Yeah. Ke Kevin said Matt's dog Dolo is going to be real nice. It's. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Dolo. I think I think he's going to show him in APPDA and and PSA. Uh, I believe. I'm not 100 sure on that, but I think he is. The cool thing I think. I like about like the APPDA uh, system is there's no level three dogs, right? There's like, there's only, there's one, twos and threes, but no dog, like they're so strict on it apparently that there's no level three dogs. I think it's because they haven't, 
been around as long. We, like I think because didn't Ty buy that organization? They kind of moved some things around. I think I don't, I'm not 100 sure. But I, when I talked to Ty about it, you mentioned like there's another there's a lady who created like things that I think her name's like Mo or something like that. But apparently, like you know, they're they're super strict on everything and. I had, like I have tons of respect for Ty because he fucking did a PSA three with a fucking Condor Corso. Like, how yeah. the fuck does that happen? But, yeah, but, that level is pretty impressive, dude. Like that shit's ridiculous. So this will bring me to like one of the first questions. Um, since we've all decoyed, we've done a bunch of stuff. Do you guys feel there's a difference between sport? I would. I mean, I'm not gonna break it down into two different things. Sport work and law enforcement um obviously personal protection falls into the same play but do you feel there's a difference in the way that you decoy and the way that you have to move or anything like that yeah uh personally i do i've done, I've done both i'm not, not as experienced like tank i've done a couple of different uh uh i decoyed a couple of seminars for my buddy nick hodgins but for police canine stuff it's completely different the way you're getting bit and things like that because a lot of times you're just you're just sitting there waiting. You know, you're you're passive. They're coming in and biting you in a weird spot. You know, sometimes you get bit in the ankle. Sometimes you get bit in the back. You know, the back of your forearm. You're actively trying to work on that dog's grip, so there's a lot more give and take. And then you know where the dog's coming to bite you too. Like you're all right, yeah, this dog's a leg dog. He's gonna come bite you in the thigh. Or in PSA, this dog's gonna come bite your, you know, left left bicep. Yeah. French ring. He's it's probably gonna be most likely gonna be a leg dog. So it's a lot more. It's a lot easier to know where the dog's coming and what he's supposed to be doing. Police canine is a little more, a little more hectic, I'd say. Hey, what do you think? Man, I, I agree hundred um, percent. I think with sport dogs as a decoy, you can really anticipate where the dog's going, um, especially if you do any research on the dog that you're working. Um, when it comes to police work, I'm putting, and, and, and the folks that I associate with, we're putting out scenarios to make that dog make the best decision. So, um, you know, with high-risk deployment, we wrap ourselves in sheets. We walk down a hallway uh, as, as just a ghost. And we want to see what that dog is going to do. And like Jared said, I've had a dog in Georgia literally bite my ankle. Uh, and it was just as effective as the dog coming high uh, because the bite was made. But obviously a, a dog that uh, does go low, we're going to work them through it and, and get them comfortable uh, coming high and, and, and getting a better bite than just the ankle. So, But I totally agree. That's a – so the, the – or <laughs> – I say the funny part, like as far as like what like what I do is because like, I don't, I'm not certified certified in any sport at the moment, and I probably will never be able to considering what we have going on workload wise. Um, but the the cool thing like that we do, and like this is the stuff like I tell I talk to my guys is like you got to be that hybrid decoy. So like we do, you know, foundation bites. So learning how to catch the legs and making sure the dog understands how to catch the legs and like in the proper areas based on like, you know, their level of spine and like make sure they're hitting the right spots, how to catch the bicep, how to catch the forearm. But in that way, like, you know, I know like at least like my dogs that we send out where we'll catch these places no matter what's going on or no matter what's happening. 
or what if there's a tarp on them or anything like that so we've been doing that stuff but i mean like that's like the question we get all the time like what, what do you feel the differences between support decoin and and fucking uh you know decoin for real life stuff i'm like i don't know I, I mean i just fucking i just decoys to build dogs so they can do that shit later so it's like and be better at it like i was like if they someone raises their arm they're gonna do a psa catch boom fine they're not gonna they're gonna drop their arm and they dip a shoulder cool they get that like APBD or like oh they're gonna try to move their leg they're gonna catch upper high thigh so they can get some more center mass you know for ring like that, that's cool let's get them there so it's just like i've i've uh not i haven't worked a trial in fucking 15 years so i don't even like that like my guys are both psa certified decoys now um matt and lee uh and they're they're getting ready to do it to there so i mean like they're so they're they're used to like our style. I always tell them like when you go into the trial field, it's it's a little it's a little different. <laughs> like you got you got to go in there and try to run the dog. Um, yeah, it's a lot different. Yeah, yeah. it's different for us. Is like because we're we, we're so used to building, 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 switching into you know freaking trial and testing. Like that's just a whole different mindset. Yeah, you gotta get you gotta get like pumped up and run the dog. Some some decoys have a hard time making which you kind of go into training mode, you know what I mean? But you gotta kind of flip the switch and do your best job to try and test that dog. Yeah, you, you definitely have the mindset of you definitely have to have the mindset of what are you working that day? Are you a trial decoy or are you a training decoy? And um, yep. you know, even with all the guys that I've interviewed on my talks that I do. Um, you can definitely tell the ones that have a very clear understanding of the difference and the ones that struggle a little bit going in between the two and differentiating between the two. Um, but I think that good decoys are awesome, but decoys that can differentiate between the two are amazing. Yep. Definitely. You got to be able to have that clear understanding. We fucking... What the task at hand is. My my relationship with the my hard Dutch Shepherd Ozzy now has completely changed because now we are into uh we're fighting now. Like <laughs> <laughs> how many dogs do you have personally, Mike? Uh, too many. I have eight. Still your pets, right? Uh, yeah, I got eight. I got uh my girl has so I don't so I don't handle Ozzy at all. I don't touch him. Um, I, like he hangs out in the house, like we're cool, like I'll pet him, like do whatever. But I do know be with them, like we're good. Um, but then we have Cerberus, uh, we have Lucy, who's Ozzy's sister. We have Zilla, who's Ozzy's son. We have Set, um, who just came from Larocmo, and then we have our two pities. So I think we had no, we have seven actually. So we have, um, and then Marilyn, who's like my fourteen-year-old pity that I, we rescued a while ago, and then. Uh, or adopted a while ago, and then we have uh, Bibbs, who's Aaron's fourteen-year-old pity that we adopted a while ago. So we got we got a little bit of our hands full. But uh, Cyrus is Mal, right? Which one? Is that a Malinois, Cyrus? Uh, Cerberus, yeah, he's that psycho that I posted on my page earlier on and on Facebook. They did the muzzle work, and yeah, to, I saw to, that. That was nice. <laughs> that dog's lunatic. Dude, that dog, he's he's so chill. Like, so like, I mean, as you guys know, like working dogs, you know, they're not not most of them aren't pets. Like when it comes to like how interacting with family life, and, you know, with uh, everything else. So like, I have Ivy, and serve. <laughs> there's more. <laughs> so like, I have like Ivy, like with him, and like he's super high line, like you know, crazy with it with this shit. 
So fucking like he's one of the only dogs I know that will get to that level of civil and like forward aggression. Besides Malice, who was his uh, well, one of his brothers that we sold to that he's actually in Arizona now, um, and still be that chill with kids, like that level of chillness. And like I was like, dude, I was like he probably should be on the streets like buying bad guys, but you're you're here, so we're <laughs> this is gonna be the rest of our life together. Yeah, nice. My mouth's friendly as hell. Kuma? He's still young. He's a pup. He's only a year old, but he's very social. Um, he's, the, he's, the more, he's one of the more serious ones, I feel like, in the litter when it comes to work. Like when, he, when he's on, he's on? Yeah, he, I mean, he even used to try and bite me. When he was Dude, working. that's fucking... <laughs> that's like, like the... Tommy. So I got fucking... Uh, so we have Zilla, who's an Aussie son. And that's the dog I posted like, on our business page. Like, he's like, 13 months, and he has you know great, pretty good obedience for his age, and like definitely a lot of intent on there. When he bites, and he'll bite pretty much anything in the suit. But that dog has zero forward aggression when it comes to like civil shit. Like everything, like he wants. He's so social that it's annoying to me. Like he's just like, I want to be your friend. I want to be your friend. Like. Like, was like, I don't want you to like, stop. <laughs> I'm doing that, but we did muzzle work yesterday and he excelled in it. So, hopefully, that changes up. Yeah, that, that's kind of Warhammer is, is like he's he's a social butterfly. He thinks he's a kitty cat. When I take him to class with me to train trainers, like he's like pushing himself against the trainers and yeah. <laughs> you know, he'll. He'll bite their ass off. Like yesterday, I put them all in a suit because they wanted to, and I let them, uh, you know, get their first bite from them. And um, one of the things we do is whenever we're done work, we'll take the equipment off and we'll tell them just like, hey, we're done. And they love on them and, and do all that stuff. But that's kind of the role he has, you know, uh, as far as being that social is kind of to show up, kind of to show the trainees that come to our program what good solid genetics can do to a dog or do for a dog. Um, but, um, you know, as he's, as he's maturing, we're definitely going to stick, step up the, uh, uh, the civil work and, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but, uh, he's, he's a cool ass dog, man. Like he's taught me so much, um, that, if he retired tomorrow with nothing, I wouldn't give a shit because he taught yeah. me so much that it is what it is. Hell yeah. How old is he, Tech? He's three. He's three. He's three. So uh he's where where's he from? Uh he's from Robert Camps, um, over in Holland. Um, oh shit, yeah. Yeah, he's uh his his dad is actually Tank um from Robert Camps and uh, him and Joey Morris were partners at the time when I got Hammer, which was formerly Claude, uh, which is fitting to him because he's got these big goofy ass paws. Um, but uh, you know, I, I've had him since he was eight months old, and um, like I said, he's taught me a lot. He's helped me a lot, and um, we we failed a a, a PDC. Um, Last year, Michael was going to show him, and she backed out the last second. So I showed him, and we failed, and we learned a lot, and that's all that matters, man. Like, all that matters, man. 
That's all it's, it is. Learning each process. Each one you have is going to teach you a lot. He's you know? he's he's never had a corrective tool on him. He's been my experiment dog. Um, nice. You know, and and I've had him off leash in DC. He helps me rehabilitate dogs. He's he's super confident. Um, he's still derpy as hell. Um, <laughs> you know, and and he's just he's one of those dogs. Like I'll never get another dog like him, but you know, I'll be proud of the dog that he is. Yeah. So. I think uh, he's from camps, and he's he, him and service are probably related. <laughs> Because <laughs> Camp's uh, uh, Puck, who came from him, is okay. Mom, and then I think Thunder is Service's dad. So, like, those are any, they're from Camp's. Oh, shit. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's, that's I, pretty funny. I thought you were talking about the derpiness, but we're talking about like legit genetic, like legit. Yeah, they might be like, they might be like legitimately related. <laughs> no, it's fucking shit. Zilla. If you and uh, if you guys may ever make it out to uh, California, um, or the lockdown state now, you guys can meet the the whole squad. <laughs> Dude, I, I I we've been talking about this for what two years now. I think yeah, same here. at least a yeah. year. Same here. I'm like, yeah, I'm coming out this year. No, I can't do it. Sorry. <laughs> I gotta I gotta get a new suit. I gotta get a new suit to work these dogs. If the, you know if they're doing what you're talking about. Mike, Mike is over here in the corner, like, tell him we're coming. Tell him we're coming. Tell him we're coming. Yes, we're coming. She and is. You guys are more than welcome to be here. And she just got freaking back from Arizona last week, working with Bob uh, underneath his tutelage. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's. We're looking forward to the day that I get to work with both of you guys. Oh yeah, man. We, I, once the once we reannounce, because we're gonna redo our seven year. And we're going to actually uh, do my decoy camp in July uh, out here, the one I'm going to do. And I think I have something planned in Memphis coming up uh, or in the works. And then we're going to do our seven-year probably towards the end of the year. But every year that we do our anniversary parties, we always have, like, we invite everybody. And two days before, we do just this private training with, like, just different decoys. And they bring their dogs. We bring our dogs out. And we just have a good time. I mean, last year was a pretty cool turnout. And like this year, well, before fucking COVID this year was supposed to be pretty gnarly too. So it'll be, you can meet, uh, you can meet some of our assholes here. <laughs> I, uh, I got a question for you guys. Cause I, I like throwing the, the spotlight on people that stay humble and, and stay in their lanes and, I've got one that I mean, I just I love being around him and I love watching him work and I love his dog. And I'm gonna ask you guys first a quick question. Who who do you look up to that has amazing work ethic that produces amazing or solid dogs and that just kind of flies under the radar? Do you have somebody in mind? <clears throat> You mean flies under the radar in what way? Like on so, like as far as like social media marketing them, marketing themselves, things like yeah, that. Like knows that you know, just stays in their lane. Knows they're good. Stays humble, and just lets their results speak for themselves versus trying to overdo it on social media or you know what I mean. Yeah, that for me be uh, one of my mentors, Josh Knowlton. 
I've talked to you about before. Yep. He's pretty low key. Um, and the only reason he has a social media presence is because of his girlfriend, Alyssa, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> With it, he's got he's got a Dutch yeah, name. Just people on blast online. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's got a Dutchy name back, Kano. One one of the hardest fighting dogs I've ever that's ever been on me, but he's got a PSA. He got PSA two third place in nationals. And he also put a PSA one on a rescue pit bull. Nice. Named Dino. And he's yeah, so he's he flies on the radar, but he's super underrated, in my opinion. So that's, that's my guy. And he's a, he's a guy I train with on a regular basis. So nice. he's always, you know, getting me to the next level. There's a so I'm trying to figure out which ones I actually I, I could name one that like no one will ever like even know who the hell that they are. Um, but like we can name like someone that I know uh, we or we all know uh, with it. I mean, so I'm actually I'll go with the person that no one ever knows. There's a lady named Carol, uh, and she works. She's the vice president of the San Jose German Shepherd Club. Carol uh, Baskins. <laughs> I think her name does start with a B at the end. But I just know her dogs, Ego and Epic, and Ego her, and Ego, Ego and Epic, two Roddies, Ego and Epic. Nice. And she breeds these dogs. She trains these dogs. These dogs are the, I want to say they were two thousand and what's it? What is we're in twenty? So two thousand and seventeen national world wild champ, uh, Rottweiler champions in IPO or should center at the time, whatever it was. But work ethic was crazy. Showed up early to. I, when I when I was mentoring or being an apprentice over there, um, showed up early before everybody else. Set up the clubhouse, uh, bred fucking Rotties that were legit fucking Rotties that you know the dogs broke multiple fucking sleeves, like multiple brand new sleeves, crushed the tubes of each sleeve, and actually like punctured me through one of like the the super light sleeves through rail and um, and like. She's a completely humble lady, just super fucking like chill. But and she has her uh, her own like a daycare in Willow or actually Walnut Creek. And you would never know, like you would never know that she had anything with a dog, so she didn't really talk about it. Doesn't do. I mean, she does. She does uh, actual social media, but she just is very quiet lady, super humble, doesn't say much, especially like in that club in that sport. You know, it w- was very rare to have a lady who had. Two, right? Multiple age, IPO three dogs, and Roddy. German shepherds too, though. Which one? She does German shepherds as well. Uh, she might now. I don't know. Um, I'll have to send you guys her her, her page later. But she had two of these dogs, um, who were just gnarly as fuck, and she just would handle it. It would come onto like the field and just just so much power. She would have complete control over there. I mean. I, I want to say they're David Delasegui's dogs, and David breeds great dogs too. But I think, like as far as like people I know that you know who are been humble and under the radar for the longest time. I mean, second. I mean, I would say like the second person I would have to say is Ty Nero. I mean, yeah, Ty for himself. I mean, what he's accomplished and what he's doing now, or you know, what he did, and especially what he does in sport. I mean, I would say like you know he's definitely someone else. that like that was like, you've done some shit, <laughs> and like you, you're not yeah. fucking out here. You know, play, play in the social game. Now, I, I'm trying to actually interview him Wednesday 
And he's like, dude, I don't even have Instagram. I'm like, well, you're going to have to log on to APBDA Instagram or something. Like, send me some pictures so I can make, you know, get us an ad made. And, uh, yeah, you're going to have to log on to somebody else's Instagram so that you can come on and get Tremble Talked interviewed. So, like, let's get with it. Dude, I, I text him and he called me. He's like, I don't text. <laughs> Literally, before I got on with you guys, he sent me a message and said, hey, fam. You know I don't text, so call me so we can get this worked out. Like I don't text, and I'm like, all right, I'll call you. <laughs> that that is facts with Tyner. <laughs> um, uh, man, I got two. Um, my first one have to be Stephen with two hundred three K nine. Um, he's got a dog named Jax. I'm pretty sure it's either as he would say, backyard bred or, or rescued. I'm not sure, like no BRN, nothing like that. And he's done phenomenal things with this dog. Um, I got to work it uh, in the regionals of ABBDA last year with probably the craziest call off uh, aside from the French ring call off that circulated the social media last year. Um, his call off in the regional or in the in the championships was amazing, um, but he's he's done so much with this dog. The dog's thrown some great pups. Um, the dude works his butt off, and literally just like he'll he'll let you know that he's working, but he's not. He stays in his own lane, if you will. Um, so Stephen would be my my first, and then um, Justin Brooks with Boss Canine. So he's got he's got a badass dog with Hennessy. And uh that's that's one of my yeah, it's one of, it's it's one of my favorite pities to work. And uh, you know, he can um Justin in Chicago, yeah. He's he's yeah. my dude. And uh he flies under the radar like I wish he had a bigger he's trying, don't get me wrong, he's trying to have a bigger social media presence, which he definitely deserves. Um but he definitely flies under the radar. He he Got travels the country to show Tennessee. Like I've seen him at Charlie Randolph's events in South Carolina. I've seen him at the Misfit Mayhem in Maryland. Like the dude put some miles on his sword showing his dog. And uh it's just it's awesome to watch him work. It's awesome to watch the relationship he has with this dog. And in fact, I took a picture at st louis because that's where i met him at when we're when we're, when we're uh certified he showed up with hennessy in this red ford and hennessy was sitting in the back window with his arm out the window just like looking out the truck like just say it and just a badass dog man and and a cool ass dude and and just so much respect for those guys for what they do and, and the amount of work that they put in. You know, there's there's a lot of people that talk about the grind, but those guys are the ones that are doing it. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. I actually met him. I met him at uh, APPDA trial when I took Ty. And Ty, I didn't even make it on the field. Ty tried to bite the fucking judge right away. <laughs> <laughs> and Jared's over here. Don't worry. He won't bite you when you're in the suit when we're doing obedience. Yeah. 
Don't worry about it, bro. You're good. He, he's not gonna bite you. You, yeah, you, you, you don't need no gauntlets. You're good. He was having an on day with you. He's having an off day. You know, I, <laughs> I was I was having a hard time gaining control over him. That was my biggest issue. I built him up way too high in bite work. Trying to trying to get that control. Like it was hit or miss. One day he'd do phenomenal. Next day he doesn't give a shit what I say. He's trying to bite everything in sight. So. But he's he's a, dog, he's a dog. That's the reason why Akuma look, is looking as good as he is because of, of my triple. So. That's a that's one of the cool things I like about doing all the stuff that, like I, I like having the dogs that I have and everything like that we have. I have like little experiments I do with each individual one and like kind of like see what works throughout the rest of them. Even like dude. Hey, we're we're number four of uh, drinks and dogs, right? Yep, and we have 321 people online. Have you had anybody get up and go pee off their front porch in the middle of an interview? <laughs> Nesbeth. <laughs> Not off the porch, but, <laughs> but definitely took we call we call this the Nesbeth. Dude, let's see. All right, we got questions here. Oh, we were, damn, we've been on for a while now. What time is it? Like, we've been on for an hour and a half total. <laughs> Our hour 23 minutes. Dude. All right, so I got questions. Yeah. There you go. So this is something they apply to both. All, all three of us, really. Nice shorts, Tank. <laughs> I wore these just for you guys. <laughs> Are those those reflective shorts? No, they have unicorns on them. Oh, shit. Even better. They have those, like, silver ones that, like, do the same thing, but, like, when you shine light on them or something like that now. Yo, I'm just yeah. glad I showed up with shorts on. Hey, hey. got that quarantine life, bro. Like, I don't even drink that much, and when I figured out, or when you asked me to come on, I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to, like, find the biggest glass. <laughs> so, yeah. You got a man named Tank, and you got a giant Tank glass. You got to do it. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I drank so much in the Marine Corps from 2000 to 2005 that I rarely drink now, and it's like, I mean, I'm going to go on with my boys. We might as well do it up. If we're going to do it, got to do it. All right. Here's a question from A.K9TZ. Do you believe obedience can kill drive? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. If you if you get a dog, I just I was just talking about this earlier on Facebook. Because there's a, there's a lot of people that are, you know, you got to build, build the protection up. Don't put any control on the dog. Yep. But, I'm talking about from my perspective because I'm doing PSA with my dog, so that, that's a factor, obviously. But um, if the dog has the correct genetics, definitely control early on. Right, buddy? <laughs> so, all right, here's my answer. I think obedience can kill drive if you don't have engagement. I didn't have engagement with my dog, and I've, I'm backpedaling now, so... I I guess it depends how you're applying obedience. If you're putting pressure on way too early, yeah, it's gonna be a problem because the dog's probably gonna shut down. 
And he's going to be like, okay, obedience sucks. I, you know, I don't want, if you're using compulsion, things like that, if you're using engagement, you know, you tap into his food drive and his plate and his prey drive and his, and his, his willingness to want to play with you. You shouldn't have a problem. That's going to build his drive up. If you're playing with a dog the right way and things like that. I, that's a big thing I, I focused on with the Kuma, you know, getting his obedience going, making sure he is actively pushing me to want to work before I even give him any type of reward or any type of command. He has to be in my face barking at me, telling me, hey, I want to fucking work. Yep. So if you're not doing that, we're not going to even start. I was talking to you about this. Yep. That was, that was a big thing. And I think that actually will help build the drive up and just to want to you know, get going. And, and I took that away from our conversation that we had on treadmill talk with going back and watching the videos. Now I see it. Like he's looking you in the eyes and saying, I'm ready. I'm communicating to you that I'm ready. And I didn't have that with my dog. Like it took Jesse Cortez to look at me and say, listen, you're failing as a trainer and you're failing your dog because you don't have the engagement. So you can't even begin what you need to begin because you're already two steps behind. And so I learned, I, I had to learn how to engage my dog and get that engagement back from him so that it was, we were on the, you know, on the same playing field. And uh, man, I, I stress that a lot now because I had to learn the hard way. Yep. And I feel like I the same issue with my dog because of it. Right. I had the same issue with Ty. He didn't give a shit what I was doing. He's like, where's the fucking decoy at so I can bite him? Yeah. <laughs> so I had uh, I started really figuring it out with Ty. And then obviously what happened with him, he passed away. And then I, I continued that with Akuma, making sure. Because when you come out, like, you know, like a training field, there's, there's toys in the ground they want to play with. There's, there's people around. There's a lot of distractions, a lot of variables. Eventually, there's a decoy around. So you got to make sure everything that they're going to, Every resource they're gonna get is gonna come through you first. And that's more that engagement. I I preach to my clients that they have to be a HBR, a higher value reward than anything else. And then I'm not even practicing when I'm preaching. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, happens, man. <laughs> it's it's you gotta you gotta make sure the reward. So a lot of people talk about you're supposed to be the reward. For me, I'm like. The reward is the fact that I'm a source of play and fun, and I have I have food rewards. I have some tug and some play. I can toss a ball real quick. So essentially, I am the reward because all the rewards are shooting you know out of me, which is getting the dog activated. So that's the the thought process I have behind it. Because the bottom line is, if I'm not producing a reward at some point in time, the dog's not going to be doing all the shit he's doing for a little pat on the back. You know what I mean? So I got to make sure he understands that. You know, all this funds through me. So, in essence, I, I turned to reward at that point in time. That's my that's my thought on it. Yeah, we do. Um, so, like, what we like, what we you know preach to everybody, or what we talk to everybody about is it. You know, every meal essentially comes from <clears throat> comes from you, right? So, like with Zilla and like Lucy and like the other dogs I have, you know, they only know coming like food coming from me. Like that's how they live. So engagement's like the big thing. Like they understand, like oh, I engage with this guy over here. He tugs with me. He feeds me. He does yeah. the stuff. I don't give a fuck about anybody else. Like it's all good. Like I'm just right here. It's like the the video that uh, we posted yesterday was literally like the second I don't know sec third time that dog's ever been in front of 
another decoy like in the suit and it's like i try to keep our shit as raw as possible just to you know keep our transparency with everything but like the dog literally just started from just like learning from food and i i rarely play any tug with zilla i would play like a little bit of tug but i mean it, it just he understands that just through <laughs> things like those um, <laughs> um just through essential value and like building that retainable behavior. <laughs> And Micah just like does Micah just like spike your drink? Tanks to be gone here pretty soon. <laughs> Somebody's gonna get lucky tonight. Right? <laughs> Tanks gonna fall asleep and like it gives you because what well, you're all the way on the east coast. <laughs> Where's the light? Oh, I love it. Oh yeah, it's gonna be one of those ones. Just like Tanks, just all right. We're off the live. All right, time to go to sleep, guys. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, Mike, you. You did like what you have. You were working the dog for the meals, right? Yeah. So like with Zilla, I've used I've used almost no correction with that dog. Like I've known him. I don't like I don't correct him into positions. I don't do anything like that. Literally, or like it's it's literally been luring and just doing everything we've done with them. And it's been a lot more work, but I feel like I've gotten a lot better results. And um, the relationship's gonna be better. The relationship's gonna be better as well. Oh yeah, I mean, like, I mean, if you look at like, what, even like after we get done with this, like, look at the video we posted yesterday of him. Like, that's literally Aaron opens camera. We start doing it. There's nothing else, no retakes. It's just that's what it was. No, and it's no is that the one with the OB, the OB in front of the decoy? Yeah, where he does that spin, but then like I walk in and kind of drops his head a little bit, comes back, like comes from there. It's like that's like you know that's with him. So I mean, there's it could be a lot sharper. But I mean, I'm I'm happy with him for being 13 months and doing what he can do. Uh, and yeah. we have and we have a bunch of other dogs like down here that do the same, that do similar stuff. But like Zilla, for the most part, like he's been raised purely just strictly on okay, this is how you eat your food. Like this is where unless I'm gone, like I gotta go somewhere. Then my guys are feeding his free meals. But for the most part, we've been utilizing all that Kuma's, value. All Kuma's foundation with food. It's all food work. Dude. I love it, man. I like. I feel like that's the even like getting into the pet side. I feel like that's like one of the things that most people are are, are missing is that once the dog understands, like, oh, hey, like, I only eat from you, yeah, and I have to work for that. Fucking game changer, mind wise. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it. We've seen it now. I mean, shit. I don't know. Years now, just with dealing with dogs who want to, you know, eat people, like literally. They're crazy because that's how I got when I started with behavioral cases. And once I started dealing with dogs that no one wanted to deal with, that's how we started you know the foundation of what we have now. Because people like, all right, euthanize that dog, he's gonna bite somebody, do this, he's gonna bite somebody, like you know, just whatever, give him up. So like that's how I started my foundation was dealing with that stuff. So learning how to deal with teaching dogs not how to bite, and then you know, utilizing the martial arts aspect to teach dogs how to bite and teach them properly. That's what's been like what's what built primal canine. Oh yeah, but the essential behavior stuff with, you know, oh you're in me a dick. All right, cool. Then no food, <laughs> like for now, and then we'll try it later. Yep, yep, in the same way. So, would you would you say the essential behavior then becomes a learned behavior? Yep, hundred percent. I think. I mean, I think, I, or the biggest thing for me is that once you it's just like anything like what we do right like when we create a routine when we create just a just a behavior in general that we want to improve on like let's say like 
tomorrow I want to start working on, I don't even know, just fucking drawing something. Like I do it continuously, continuously, continuously. Like it just happens. Uh, it ties into something that is what I normally need to do. But like with dogs, because they are associated based learners, you know, they understand like, oh shit, like I don't listen, like I don't get food. But if you do it continuously throughout the day and like not fast them and just like continue to try to work for them and build that relationship. Uh, and they start to understand those things and you start practicing you know, proper fading and flooring, proper all these other aspects of it, then the dog's going to be like, oh, hey, cool. Like, I understand. Like, you're cool. Then you can start getting into, like, actual definition of each individual position and all these other things that, like, we teach. Because, you know, once you start to create that value and you, like what you said, Tank, you know, become the highest value person, right? Like, the, of the thing. You know, so, like, that's essentially what we do. It's like, okay, cool. We're the highest value person in the room no one else matters because this is the guy uh, or person uh, and you go from there and you start to define the behaviors you know, through corrections or whatever else we need to do. So nice. But that's essentially how that's, it becomes a, that's how we developed our boarding train program too. It's, it's, it's been such a, it's been such a, a good tool for people to do, but finding people who actually want to spend the time to do that, um is been a pain in the ass <laughs> yeah because everybody wants to go a to b but they don't want to go a to z yep <laughs> or they just want to go a to z and not and forget the rest of the fucking alphabet they're like fuck it the rest of those don't matter <laughs> we're going to go ahead jared uh, did you get any questions yeah i had a couple um Okay. Do you think males should be owned by the general public, i.e., non-sport dog, non-police or military? Big tank. Up to you. Uh, this one's you a person on this one. Um, <laughs> zero knowledge or background, I would say no. Um, I can't tell you how many in the past year. Um, I mean. This was my last six-month-old Mal that was owned by somebody for a first-time pet owner. Never had told the dog no. Um, didn't set boundaries. First couple corrections and obedience, dog came up on the right arm. Thought it was a fluke. Couple more corrections, dog came up on the left arm. Um, I think if they're not willing to put in the time and effort and energy to... Um, be the appropriate owner, then I would say no. Um, love it or hate it, I think it is what it is because with the the right dog in the wrong hands, it could be detrimental. Um, with the right dog in the right hands, it could be amazing. So my answer is, I don't think it should. I don't think mouths should be available to just the open public without restrictions. Yep, I 100% agree with that. Um, you know, I, that's like the the big thing, like especially dealing with like you know being like me selling PPD dogs and like doing all this stuff like that. It's like you have to make sure they're going to the same place or like just people like even now like you know mouths are becoming pit bulls like in California. Yeah, I mean literally that's, like I deal with that. Dude, it's like I rescued this Malinois, like and it's a fucking four month old Malinois, like. Well, what? hold on, back up. They say I rescued this Melanois. Yeah. <laughs> or Melanois. 
Melanois, yeah. Or what's the what Mel, no Melanoise is the other one that I used to call about. Melanoise. No, they go, isn't that the Malamute? Yeah, Mal <laughs> <laughs> they got, got Malamute over here. They got this Mal <laughs> but we get that and that call happens all the time and we see it constantly. And people like are like, Oh, I see I watched the movie Max and I want this. I'm like well, he was sure. The one thing that I love is the kids. I have a lot of dogs, so everyone's like, "Well, Mike, you have, you know, you have eight dogs or whatever, seven dogs." I'm like, "I'm also a fucking dog trainer. Who's been doing this for a really fucking long time, and, and, and still come to my house on a daily basis and watch how they're managed and they're, you know, worked." Before I got onto this, I put our German Shepherd on the slap mill. I put Hammer on the slap mill. Thanos got worked for his food. Like, aside from us being tired from being up early this morning, we managed all of our dogs yep. on top of the dogs that I had to work in the boarding train. So, yep. yeah, like, come to the house and see what it's like to have some high-drive dogs around. That's yeah, uh, the one thing, like, because uh, we're going to be breeding Aussie next year. And so the one qualification I told everybody, I was like, oh, if you want an Aussie puppy, you have to get bit by him. <laughs> dude i love that like <laughs> that's like the one call piece of like you want it you want one of his like get bit by him make sure you know what you're mike yeah, mike has got her arm up i'm like no put your arm down yeah make sure you know what you sign up for that's all you know <laughs> i mean because you gotta know like they're, they're not puppies you know you know there's you know they're not pets you know and like the, especially when we do our breeding program it's they're not a pet dog you know we breed them for specific reasons you know, and like that's why we have them there. But in the vast majority, especially what I've seen out here, like in Cali, uh, and, and this it changes too when you go to like different states. Like every time I've been out to like New York, I've been out to Memphis, I've been out to Virginia, or because we used to have a facility in Smyrna, Virginia, um, and and like our Georgia, I believe. And that that was like one of the things like we were over there a bunch. And, like it's like people understand differently there versus like out here. Or everyone just like gung ho, like, oh, I got like this melanois. Never had a dog. Or melanois. I've had this melanois. I've never had this. I never had a dog before. I'm like, fucking great. No, I got a couple clients. I got a couple clients that they got a melanois in the first dog. And it's a rough go. It's like, it's, it's fun stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's, get another, let's get another question out. I got to pull a tank. All right. Now I mean, we do give credit where they're putting in the time, effort, and energy. I mean, that's that's a bonus, but still, it's right. not a it's not an appropriate first first dog ownership, if you will. I agree. Yeah, I, I do have one. Actually, his daughter saw the movie Max, and he got a Malinois named Max now. But I will give the, I'll give him a lot of credit because he's put the time and work in. Yeah, his teeth at people at like six months old. Now he's doing a lot better. And trust him with a stranger, but you put a lot of work in with him. So, all right, Tank, I, I got another question. Um, this is from uh, one of my Instagram followers. Do you feel like being a decoy contributes to your skills as a pet owner? Like being able to read a dog and things a like that? Absolutely, a thousand percent. Being, a, being able to uh, read behavior, body language. Um, uh, just pictures in general, like, yes, being able to decoy 
can definitely make you understand uh, dog behavior differently uh, and read dogs better for sure. Mike, the question was, does decoying help you be able to basically be a pet trainer better by, you know, reading body language, things like that? Oh, yeah, 1,000%. I mean, you, you have to be able, like, to see the opposite side of it. Like, you have to see the, the, the building of the bite and understanding and reading, you know, reading the dog, showing the picture, seeing how they adapt, seeing how they adjust, watching how they feel in the bite, how they go from there, what – you know, looking at defense, looking at prey, looking at like what you know, building more fight into the dog, and hundred percent. I, 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 I don't know if I told you that, but like, I started like you know, whenever I started like twenty years ago in this stuff. I was like doing most. I was all. I was only positive reinforcement because I was in rescue. I know that. And, yeah, I, I was only positive reinforcement because I was in rescue, but I didn't know anything else. And then I went into Schutzen and. Uh, and it was completely fucking different. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> fucking just no boop, plot seats. Everything was just fucking like, I was like, I was like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on? Like, and you know, I, I started trying to, I was like, okay, there, there has to be something here, so I need to learn what's going on and like see what's happening here. So I ended up learning like that style. I was like, okay, cool. It's like, so that works particularly for these individual dogs, but because I saw the vast spectrum on the other side. <laughs> and, and then shout out to work out dry goods. Shane's got a collar on out. Are, are we getting ready for the night? Is that what's happening? <laughs> I just like, looked over to Micah. Micah's like, oh, she's like, what about the fuck around to find out? Shout out working dog. I have I have the same collar, but different color somewhere around. Dude, I still gotta buy some of those things. I gotta buy one for service. So, this is fucking... high drive asshole. Oh, dude, that's, that's this, this is for our shepherd. And then, which uh, shout out to Micah. She actually certified him as a um, a narcotics patrol dog. She went through a a ten week course last year as a civilian um, and got Hades certified in narcotics um, tracking and article searches, and then. Of course, Hammer has this one. But listen, you know, they don't pay me anything. They don't, man, I paid for these, but these are actually nice freaking collars, man. Um, they're two inches right? wide. You can do some agitation work with them. Um, uh, one of my clients got me one of those. Fuck around and find out. It's tan. They're nice. Yeah. Shout out to Working Dog Dry Goods. Yeah. Yeah. So they hey, look you, they look badass too. They're clean. Tank, and, what you uh, they just what look you, good. Malinois. I think they're sick. Tank. Yeah. What's what's Micah doing with her Malinois? Man, um so she's gonna do French ring with them. Um it's tough because in Virginia we don't have French ring clubs. So uh it's it's her travel Malinois. She's uh she just spent a week out in Arizona with Bob and Erica. I mean, if you're gonna pick somebody to to do French ring with, it's either Jason or Bob. Um, you know, uh, this is a dog off of one of our uh, local working dogs. Actually, the one that laid my face open. Um, can't really talk too much about him, but um, Dad has some really good genetics. Has got a couple. Uh, very nice street bites. Um, 
Nice. But, you know, another super social dog, but when it's time that that switch is flipped, it's it's go time. And, and uh, you know, he's he's a super awesome dog. And, and, and she's doing a phenomenal job. This, this is her first Malinois, and she's put in the time and effort and energy. And, and uh, for him being, what, 19 weeks? So, and I would say this if he wasn't sitting here, but for him being 19 weeks, she learned from my mistakes. We we made we had a we had a very long discussion before she made a commitment on this dog. And this this and that. <laughs> yeah, engagement, man. Engagement was number one, and and I told her like every meal has to come from you. Um, he's gotta wanna work for you, um, and she's got that. Like I'm, awesome. I'm pretty envious of what I've she's got. The videos, and the videos look really good. He, uh, he, I haven't, I haven't given him a single bite since we've got him because I wanted to see how he did with Bob. And when he spent a week with them, I mean, they're three days in and they're doing handler protection and nice. he's, he's crushing it. Like, um, you know, stick, stick hits, stick attack, you know, all that stuff. The progression in a couple of days is just phenomenal. So we've got um we've got some pretty pretty good instructions on what we need to be working on to the next time she gets to see them um you know it's we're very fortunate to have the mentorship that we have and the friends that we have that have the ability to send texts and reach out the way that you know the whole community should be uh yep. like you said in the beginning where instead of talking about each other we have the ability to to reach out to each other and get some great feedback versus you know the saltiness of you might be better than me so let me tell you the wrong thing uh yeah. you know oh, but yeah deal uh, with that. it's he's he's got great potential we all know how awesome. it goes with a dog that you know that young come out looking hot and in a month he might not know his you know asshole from a hole in the ground but we're gonna roll with what we got and you know i'm just proud of what she's doing with them so that's dope. I gotta. Uh, we actually gotta get Micah on here because I'm gonna do one, another drinks and dogs with uh, drinks or with female decoys. Dude, let you know. I can talk about the puppy work, but when we talk about a female in a de in a in a suit, um, for the the experience that she does have, not being into it for a long time, um, she's been fortunate to be able to work with some amazing decoys as well. And she's a sponge. She soaks it up and. Um, it's 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 a lot different when a experienced female decoy gets in a suit and starts working a dog versus just throwing a female in a suit and letting her take a bite and and uh the dog responds differently like when you see a female work a dog like Allie Rains um who is phenomenal in a suit um there's yeah. another what's the other lady that P, uh, the PSA one she's like a beast a Adrian Adrian Ray, um, like, damn, like, if you watch her work a dog, it's or catch a dog. Um, I put a video of her in my story the other day. See that? Did you? Yeah, she's catching uh, that girl Holly's Malinois. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, that circulated a bit. That's that was a hell of a catch. I think, I think they met at like a truck stop or something to catch that dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, you know, it's 
Micah doesn't get in a suit to look cute and to get likes. Like she's fucking working dogs. I mean, she's got some serious, serious street dogs that she's caught and worked. And at the end of the day, the handlers come up and shake her hand and give her a coin and say, Hey, thanks for working my dog. And, and that says a lot. And if you're yeah. a female decoy out there and you're getting those results, freaking kudos to you. Here, I'll have a drink for you. So yeah, cheers to that. <laughs> Oh yeah, but I mean, like that's one of the, I mean, like that's the cool thing. Like and that's one, like you know, with drinks, drinks and dogs, and like what we're trying to do is, you know, it's you know, show and explore the different worlds that are in dog and just even different roles within the same realm. I mean, you know, female, you know, decoys or whatever. And, like there's, you know, decoys a decoy, but I mean, there's they're not necessarily appreciated in the same aspect of like some like the male guys out there. I mean, like even talking about that lady uh adrian and micah and like the rest of them like do like there's there's some monsters out there that you know do actually uh, actually serve a service uh, service to working dog stuff i mean like, girl, yeah. you know because people get all like dogs like you know it's all pictures for dogs right so mm-hmm. female decoy they can actually work that you know one one of the coolest things i ever seen actually there's a couple with her but like I said, she doesn't get in the suit to just look cool. And I mean, I've got to, I've got to argue with her to get her to post stuff so I can get her to build up, you know, her own reputation. But because she's, she's so laid back, but to watch her work a dog in a suit and to baby talk a patrol dog back to the car because they've never seen that picture. Or, you know, one of the things we've learned a lot is a female handler and a female decoy if that dog has not seen that picture before yeah it you you're talking about some i've some seen that serious yeah. learning curves um and those pictures need to be shown to that dog and it's important um and i've watched her walk some pretty serious street dogs back to the car because in my mind, I think they think it's mom because mom hangs out at the house and they baby talk the dog and um, or the or the pheromones that or I don't know if it's pheromones legitimately, but there's different smells and there's different actions that a woman puts off. Yep. And when she does put that in the suit and that dog starts to look funny and then she starts putting a little heat on the dog. We, we've seen. Some, yep, we've seen some game changers. So yeah, that's and that's just important. I've I, I've been hunting for a, a female decoy over here for two years now, just trying to get something. I got you know, we we got we got the variety here, but I'm like I've been hunting for one. I'm like I got to get one out here so I can put out there. But usually the first the first dog I put them on is Aussie, so and that that uh, they don't come back. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> I had a girl work. Uh, it was a girl that worked at Kuma the other day. How did he do? Perfect. Nice. Didn't care. Nice. First, I think that's his first time on a female. Uh, no, actually, no. What Nicole Tram, that owns Pharaoh, she worked him too. So he's been on two different girls. Nice. <laughs> and Nicole's, <laughs> Nicole's a fucking thug too. Nicole's like five, like four foot six, like <laughs> eighty five pounds. <laughs> literally and, dude like like not even like no shit like she's a fucking thug like that i, that, I like how that was gonna start at like five foot one and it turned into four foot six dude, oh, seriously. i was gonna be like five foot, I was like nah she's even she's smaller than that 
Dude, she's so like and she when I, when I remember she like got her first uh, suit. I was like, dude, good fucking shit. It's like you're a fucking like you're a fucking gangster. That shit's awesome. Oh, shit, let's see. We have uh Yeah, uh Jared, do you have any more questions? Uh I think uh, let me see. I think that might have been it. I got a couple. Cool, let's get let's get one out and then let you guys get to the rest of your day. Hey, it's ten o'clock here. Oh fuck, man! I don't even. There's. I literally don't even have a concept of time really in you at, at all in general. How, how about this? Okay, I got one more. How can I train my husband to follow my lead in training our dog? <laughs> the old, uh, the old couples therapy at the eval. <laughs> Dude, it's. That'd be, uh, so on our Yelp page, like the first ones I've got. Uh, like the five star reviews, they were always like, I feel like you know that Mike was such a, a marriage counselor and more than a dog <laughs> trainer and like yep. all this other stuff and like and I would tell people like you know it, it's about them. and you know the really the funny part about it was like it's all about communication so you have to make sure you have that level of communication there and understand that to correctly communicate to the dog what exactly is wanted what's not wanted. So I always like to say the same thing like when it comes to, like down to your relationships, like you guys have to be on the same page uh, and, you know, go from there and make sure your communication's on board. And like, if you even look, if you look back on like the Yelp reviews we have, it's like, oh man, Primal, can I save our marriage because of this? I'm like, holy shit. I should have charged you more. I've had a couple of husbands. Because most of the time the husband's kind of like, yeah, whatever. Because the wife's probably maybe dealing with the dog more, I feel like. Oh, I've had a lot of that with the husband. No, I, right. I can walk by and he's dragging the wife down the street, you know? Yeah. I think whether it's a puppy console or a first lesson, I always tell our clients, like, listen, the information is easily transferable. Uh, so if you can't both be there, that's okay. But a first lesson is important because it's coming from the horse's mouth. So I can get everybody on the same yep. page, right? By saying and and keeping my clients engaged in my lessons, I love having fun in my lessons. So, if you come to one of my lessons, family come, and and the husband's on the phone, I'm gonna call you out so my so many times in a playful way that you're gonna put your phone down and you're gonna join us. Um, and that's gonna do a lot. That's gonna be consistent on the dog. It's gonna be fair for the dog. It's gonna keep everybody on the same page. And it's going to be, it's going to keep everybody motivated to come back for the lessons to keep everybody or to keep the dog moving forward. Yeah, that's like same shit. So that's, that's what it is, man. It, that's what it is. It's fucking, you got to keep everyone on the same page. That the one, that one thing, like that one thing you said to you take was like the first lesson is the most important lesson. So you can hear it straight from the horse's mouth or that, that thing that, even though as simple as it is, and like I simplify the fuck out of like our training for our pet clients, yeah, like I simplify the shit out of it. Like it's has like, yes, good job, no, but no correction. Like things like like just simple stuff, and as simple as that is, everything can be lost in translation, especially when emotion is invoked. And when you deal with a couple, and typically we deal with people who are like, well, I never wanted this dog and they got, she got that dog, he got that dog or whatever it was. And especially now during COVID times, I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter. The dog's here. And I don't say it in that way. 
but you know, it's, it's just about it, like relating to them. Like, oh, like, hey, look, you got it. Cool. Let's figure out how to work with it. This is how you work with it. This is as simple as it is. And then you go from there. And but like, don't know, like, you got to live and being in your house, man. Like, that's a an actual living thing that requires your attention and requires your you know direction and routine and communicating that to it like it's like it deserves, like a dog. Yeah. Um, like that. The funny part about it over here is like when I say it's like. What I know, so you get talk to it like a dog, and they're like, "Well, like bad." I was like, "No, like a dog. <laughs> like, like dog doesn't mean that you gotta treat it like bad. Like, how the fuck did that like association happen? You just gotta treat it like its own individual animal. Like, this is what it is. So that's one of the cool things about that. Like, I, I like I love I love being able to kind of like transfer like the the thought process into something a bit different and making sure they understand that. But like, that's, that's a, it essentially when it happens with couples is that you end up becoming a marriage counselor. Um, hence why we raise our prices down. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit guys. Well, shit, man. Hey, um, great. Thanks for being on. I appreciate you guys both. Uh, everybody make sure you follow tank Mosley, Jay Wolf, I, or, uh, fucking Wolfpack canine. Um, Office Canine, all these guys, HRD, everybody like that. I appreciate you guys, man. You know, thanks for being on. We'll definitely get back on here. Next time I'm coming on, I'm drinking as much as I I promise. All right, I'm gonna try to do the same, but I think I'll fall asleep. I'll be I'll be asleep by the time that this ends. If that Yo, I feel good as shit right now. <laughs> Mike, Mike is about to fuck around and find out. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Oh shit, guys! Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Um, we will get you guys back on, and then hopefully, relatively soon, we will be able to do uh, another, another, or actually an in-person fucking thing. So, uh, well, I'm trying to, I'm literally trying to put it, put together one of uh, a, a big, essentially decoy camp um, and working dog camp in California in like an unspecified location. So we know, like, we basically have like a, a new spot we all work into and go from there and just train, and just train for a few days. So I'm working through that. Oh. So we'll get I, that uh, that going. Hank, when are you coming to get my truck? Hey man, uh, Mike is excited that I bought your truck for her. Um, so whenever <laughs> you're ready, she'll come get it, or we'll come get it. But uh, Mike, I want to say, man, you know, when I first came to training seven eight years ago everybody was in competition uh trainers didn't talk it's man it's 2020 like what can we do for each other how can we build each other up um you know this the beginning of this year showed us a lot and you know we can all stay busy but it's more important to support each other because we're constantly learning we're constantly evolving and uh if I'm busy and I need to send somebody to Jared, I know that he has the dog's best interest at heart. And I'm just excited about what you're doing with this. And I can't say enough about how excited I am about being a part of it. And uh, I'm truly humbled about you asking us to come on. So thank you. Oh, yeah, brother. Appreciate you, man. I remember, you, I remember you put me on tank talk, uh, the treadmill talk. I was like, dude, was like, that's fucking awesome. I, I had someone text me like right after we, we met because I, I think like, I just got done working like, I think like we did like a 16 hour shift at the shop and like I, I woke up like at like three or four to talk to you 
And I was like, I was like, fucking tanks on the goddamn treadmill right now. I was like, I gotta get the fuck in the fucking gym. I was like, so literally after we got off, I, I was all right, going to the gym. I'm like, going to the gym at like five in the morning. I was all right, cool, man. But you know, thanks for the inspiration on that, brother. Awesome. That shit, like, that shit got me up, man. I was like, it was like, that shit's dope. So take, check out uh, Tanks Treadmill Talk 2. And then other than that, guys, appreciate you. I'm gonna, we're gonna hit you offline here in a second. And then, um, yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. Make sure you guys um, register in for the rest of all the drinks and dogs and all the other fun stuff that we have planks. We have tons. And then cheers. Cheers, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Oh, 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 oh,